0: You're listening to the Secrets of Successful Business Podcast, your go-to source for business tips, tricks, and proven strategies that will help you create a streamlined and profitable business. We chat to the best minds in business about their journey. It is so worth it and it can take time, but it's highly beneficial. How they started. It's going to be really hard. There'll be moments where you regret all of it, but there are such high moments as well and just constantly persevere. What they learned along the way. Quickly discovering what your boundaries are and putting them in place and sticking to them. And of course, we'll ask them for their secret sauce for creating a successful business. I would say to anyone who wants to start a business have a purpose. Join us as we take a sneak peek behind the curtain, talk solutions for those business pain points, working smarter, not harder, mindset and the challenges of fitting it all in with the demands of today's busy lifestyle. If you're a business owner, side hustler or just starting your business journey, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, business coach and content creator, Justine McLean from Flossy Creative. Hello, and thanks for
1: joining me on the podcast today. In case we haven't met, I'm Justine, a small business owner on a mission to uncover and share the secrets of creating and running a profitable, sustainable, and successful business. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and I get to use all that I've learned along the way to help other women in business reduce the overwhelm, gain visibility around their numbers, charge what they're worth, and make more money. It's about designing a life you love that fits into your definition of success. So if I can help you create the profitable business you deserve, please reach out. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I think it's fair to say that we all love a good trend, especially one that's going viral on TikTok. Now, usually these trends uh, revolve around the latest Kmart find, a new dance, a destination wedding, or some wacky filter that we've just got to try. You've done the aging one? Yeah, not so good. But recently a trend caught my eye and it's called Girl Math. Now, if you don't know what that is, basically it's the process of rationalizing or justifying the money that you spend by mathematically breaking it down into a cost per wear or a cost per use. But the thing that I didn't love about it, because, you know, that first part of the girl math has been around forever and a day. The thing I didn't love about it was the idea that you've got free money. So anything that's sitting on a gift card or in a Venmo account doesn't really count as spending because it's free money. The same applies for the money you receive. If you purchase something, you go back in, you return it for a refund, that money because you've already spent it once, is also considered free money. And to me, that's just a bit, well, whack, for want of a better word. My first reaction was that, yeah, girl math, I didn't really love it. It's not something I could get on board with. And there were lots of critics who agreed with me that girl math was simply a way of justifying spending, particularly in young women. But the more I thought about it, the more I realised that, you know, Girl Math, as I said, has been around for a very long time. It's just that now we have a name for it. I mean, I remember back when I was a teenager, a long time ago, folks, my mum was trying to explain to me that this Carla Zampatti coat, it was beautiful duck egg blue coat that she'd bought. And back then, Carla was a very new, very expensive and very trendy designer was going to be worth every cent that she had spent on it because she'd wear that coat every day over the course of a very cold winter. Her logic was that if she wore it for 90 days, that would equate to $3.33 a wear. Now that doesn't sound like very much. And a coffee these days costs way more than that. But believe me, back in the olden days, that $3.33, that was a lot of money. So the concept has been around for a very long time. But the more I thought about girl math and the more I thought about how it's being applied today in 2023, the more I liked the idea that it was a trend on TikTok. Why? Because for one thing, it gets us all thinking about money and I kind of love that. Rather than mindless spending and racking up credit card debt just because you know you need to have something. Girl math might mean that we hit pause on that next purchase, for example. But more than that, I think girl math can help us, you know, rather than just spending money now and worrying about our shrinking bank account later, maybe encourage us to take a pause before we spend and ask ourselves, what value is that thing going to bring into our life beyond just that cost per use? So if I buy that today, what value is that bringing to me? What joy is that bringing to me? How can it help me in my life? And whether those purchases are personal or in business, I think when we start to think about money differently, we start to make different decisions and things begin to change. Bottom line for me, anything that gets us thinking about the finances is okay in my book, even if the concept on TikTok as it is now has some flaws. Honestly, I'm a little tired of this narrative that's sitting around money at the moment, particularly for women. From the idea that you'll always be poor because you buy lattes and get your nails done to the gender bias messaging, you know, that exists in in money that is limiting our financial success, and I did a whole podcast episode on that. Go back a couple and you'll find it there. So, with that in mind in this episode I started to wonder how I could apply girl math in a positive way to our business and even our life. If this is something you'd like to think about or consider, here are my thoughts. So, the first one is that cost benefit analysis. Now, you could apply this to business or personal. In fact, all of these things I think can be applied to both areas. But if you're going to look at a cost benefit analysis, The first thing you need to do is, in business terms, look at and analyse your business expenses. And that's all those expenses from the memberships to your subscriptions, your contractors, the rent that you pay, all the expenses. Now think about the value they bring to your business. Just like the cost per wear idea, consider the return on investment that you receive or that your business will receive for each expense. If an expense contributes significantly to business growth or profitability, it's easier to justify that expense and it's a keeper. If not, it's either a downgrade, a reduce or a cancel. So the cost-benefit analysis definitely works in business. Now, the next one is to think about the profit margin that you're striving for in your business. So we're going to talk about budget allocation here. Now, the profit is the money that's left over when you take away all of your expenses from your turnover. And whether that's 5% or 25%, I would encourage everyone listening, if you have a business, to have a profit number in mind when it comes to your business. What do you want to have left over at the end of the financial year that you can actually do something with that unencumbered money? When you've got that number in mind, do you need to then go backwards and create a business expense budget to effectively help you reach that profit number? In other words, do you need to divide your business spending into categories like cost of goods, marketing, operations, professional development, and so on, and then set some parameters about what you're prepared to spend in each of these areas so that you achieve that profit number? Now, when you sit down and do that, you know, you need to then review that budget. So set a three month timeline, go back in, review, have a look at how your spending aligns with your goals, with the profit number that you want to achieve, and then make the changes where you need to. Understanding what you should and shouldn't spend to get to where you want to go can help you make some really valuable decisions in your business. And honestly, this one also applies to your life. And I think it just gives you more confidence in the choices that you make going forward, because each of those choices is a really considered choice because you're thinking about what you're spending. So the next tip that I've got for you is around this idea of free business money and how that impacts your cash flow. So just there's the free money in the girl math that I mentioned earlier, basically where you're getting money for free because you're getting money back on a refund or a windfall. I think one of the things that uh, girl math refers to, if it's less than five bucks, then it's just free money. It doesn't count. But here's how you can think about it in terms of your business. So when you have a business windfall, like unexpected revenue, maybe a refund that's come back to you, maybe it's a tax return, something like that, you can think of that as free money. But here's the catch. Rather than blowing that free money the minute that you get it, why not think a bit more strategically? I mean, hand up, how many of us have got a tax return and thought, excellent, I'm gonna go and buy a this or that or do whatever? So rather than kind of having that knee-jerk reaction, take a beat, have a think about it, and then make a decision. Should you reinvest that money in the business or in yourself? Should you save it for a rainy day? Maybe give yourself a pay rise. Is there a bonus or some little perk that you've been wanting for ages and that you promised yourself if you achieved X or Y as a goal? Maybe that's what you do with it. But remember, it all comes down to cash flow, to how much money you've got in the business at any given time. Cash flow is you know, whether you have the cash in the bank, basically to pay your bills, to keep your business fluid and going. So have a think about that in the context of your free money. And my advice, if you haven't done it already, set yourself up a cash flow forecast. So when those windfalls do come in, when that free money does come in, you'll know whether you're in a spending phase of your business or in a phase of your business where you really should be saving, and you'll know exactly what to do with that free money. So my next tip here is around goal setting. And of course, if you've been in business, you've probably heard people like me talk about the importance of setting goals. And I'm all for goals in business, but I'm particularly for financial goals. I think that all of us need to have at least one financial goal we're striving for every single quarter. So my advice to you, particularly when it comes to the girl math, is to really work on the financial goals for your business. Understand what success means to you right now in this season of your life and business. You've heard me say that a hundred times before. And either attach a dollar figure to that success or set an intention and a clear framework for spending decisions to help you reach that success goal. When your earning and spending patterns directly contribute to the goals that you've set for yourself, it's easier to know what you're doing to justify the things that you should be doing and the things that you shouldn't be doing. So setting goals, definitely all part of girl math. And then finally, remember education. So many of us uh, will buy, you know, have a knee-jerk reaction, will buy a course, will never look at the course again, for example. But when it comes to education in business, rather than doing that, you know, having that shiny object syndrome or relying on the latest trend on TikTok to increase your financial literacy, for example... Ask yourself how you can increase your knowledge and the health of your business in other ways. Is that being really strategic about that thing that you buy? As an example, you want to increase your financial knowledge. Maybe you buy a course like mine, the business money formula. Maybe what you do is choose to work with a particular coach or your financial partner or get some help around your mindset. For me, education is the key in all aspects of business, especially the numbers, but you cannot beat strategic education. So that's really picking an area of your business that you know you need help in and getting the education you need to upskill in that level rather than just picking something because someone's doing a fabulous launch and you really need to be on that because if you're not on that, you've got FOMO. You get what I mean. Bottom line, you don't know what you don't know. So really fast track your learning by working in the area that you need to work in your business and call in an expert when things aren't going right. For me, aligning your business and your personal and lifestyle goals is a sure fire path to success. So whether it's girl math or something else, my advice is to make a date with yourself and take a close look at your business, personal and lifestyle goals. Ask yourself how they're working together now and how you want them to be working together in the future. And then you can either keep doing what you're doing or take the action needed to get you to where you wanna go. Okay, so that is a wrap on how we can unlock Girl Math for business success. And I'd love to know what you think and how you'll apply the concept of Girl Math in a positive way to your business and your life. But remember, don't wait for someone else to make your dreams happen. Go out there and do it for yourself. Thanks so much for listening today. Bye for now and see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. For more information on all things business, head to flossy.com.au and make sure you hit subscribe on the show so you don't miss another new episode. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a quick rating or review. Share it on your socials or with friends who might enjoy it. Catch you next time.